Have your ticket stub ready, grab your popcorn, your candy, and your soda, because we are going to the movies this week. That's right. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Kicking Out at Two as we present Squared Circle Cinemas, where we discuss some of the most famous professional wrestlers in all of wrestling history to have been a part of a major motion picture. That's right. We've seen... You know, all the big names in wrestling over the years have hit the silver screen, whether they've had starring roles or little bit parts. We're going to discuss some of those wrestlers with a, a very detailed, compiled list. Um, and for those of you out there that are listening, by the time this re- the end of this recording takes place, um, and you're probably going to be curious as to why we didn't cover certain wrestlers in certain movies, we're probably going to do a part two. So hold your horses, sit back, and enjoy the ride. Uh, joining me for this ride... Um, I asked this individual to compile a list of movies uh, involving pro wrestlers over the years, and he's done a pretty good job. I think you guys are going to be impressed with this list. Uh, he joined me for a recent Nitro watch party. My brother, Daryl Rosenbluth. What's happening, man? Oh, everything's going pretty good, my brother. Yeah, yeah, that's right, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you for being here. Um, you know, this list that you, uh, you, you helped me put together, um, these are all movies you've watched, correct? That's correct. Okay. All right. Very, very cool. And like I said, we'll probably do a part two, so I'm going to ask you to come up with another list of movies with wrestlers and, you know, the the, the, the characters that they've played. Um, regarding this list, uh, it, there's going to be uh, not a very detailed criteria, but we're basically going to give the um, – we're going we're gonna to give the – the, the star ratings like uh, not like Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer but um, you know we're going to go on a scale of one to five so you're going to tell me you're going to go through your list and you're going to tell me the wrestler that they the, that took part in this movie the character that they played and uh, I'll ask you some questions what you thought of it X Y and Z and then we'll just go one to five on a scale of one to five how many stars would you give that performance and we'll we'll just keep going down the list sound good Absolutely. All right. Now, before we get into this list, let me remind you all, if you have any favorite movies um, that involve professional wrestlers, uh, then, then hit us up on social media, facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two. Hit the like button if you haven't already. If you have, hit the like button. Tell a friend to hit the like button and uh, let us know what what's one of your favorite movies that involved a professional wrestler. For instance, uh, Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. Terry Funk was in that movie as, uh, as one of the bad guys. He was like a bad guy bouncer for like the local rich guy in the town. Um, so, you know, let us know, you know, a wrestler's performance in a movie. Put it out there over on our social media, facebook.com forward slash kicking out two. The same goes for our Twitter. Our handle is at kicking out two, K I C K N O U T, and the number two. Um, do the same thing over there, but do it in 140 to 220 characters or less, depending on who you're talking to. Um, so, with that being said, uh, let's get this list started, Daryl. Um, why don't you tell me who's first on your list and the movies that they've participated in, and uh, we'll go from there. Well, the first list I have chosen for a performer professional wrestler would have to be uh, Big Sexy Kevin Ash, formerly known as Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Okay, cool, cool. What's he Now, what movies has he uh, taken part in? And what characters has he played in those movies? Well, the first movie I can say that... Oh, and, and hold off, just just real quickly. You've you've seen these movies, correct? Yes, I have. Now, there's other movies that that some of the some of the guys on your list have been a part of that you haven't seen. So we're just we're just given some of those movies, correct? That's right. Okay, all right. Continue. Uh, anyways, um, for Kevin Nash, as I've started out, has chosen out, would have to be you know, 
His first movie that I can remember was that he starred in the movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. And, of course, his character that he played was basically a cameo role as the uh, the Super Shredder. Yeah, that was towards the end of the movie, correct? That's correct. So, like, when the Turtles had beaten... Um... When they had dominated Toka and Razor, and they went through the the warehouse, um, Shredder had uh, sh- they they we thought Shredder was gone, and apparently he fell into the water where there was that ooze, correct? That the 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 green ooze. Yeah, that's right. He had the last can of ooze, okay. which he, of course, as he presented, as he showed to the turtles before he got taken out. Yep. fell into the water. And then he came back and he was the super shredder, correct? That's correct. Okay. And detail me, go in brief detail um, the, the sequence of events in that scene towards the end. Well, for that, for that scene at the end was like, you know, it was really surprising that, you know, Shredder, you know, he drank all the last ooze and he became bigger. Yeah. Like close to seven feet tall. Okay. And, um, of course, his helmet and his uh, armor that he had got really, really big as well. And um, and it was just like a really scary-looking shredder that, you know, people had never even saw before. And he was chasing after the turtles. He was busting the... the they were underneath like a... Um, they were like by like a waterfront, so they were underneath like a boardwalk kind of setup, correct? That's correct. And just basically trying to go after them and uh, eventually what, ha- what what would happen at the end? What would really happen at the end was when um, the turtles were in fear and uh, Shredder was planning to kill all of them. As And then all of a sudden, one of the turtles came up to him and tried to get him to stop. And then the only last words that he ever said to them was, so be it. And of course, as he was trying to kill them all, he eventually killed himself. How did you do that? By knocking down uh, all the piece of uh, wood and everything that, that was on the docks. That, oh, yeah, the docks fell on top of him. Okay. Yeah, because that's what he was trying to do was not only to try to kill himself or if he felt like he could have survived it, but was to try to kill the turtles. Okay. Now, as a kid, we didn't know that Kevin Nash was the Super Shredder until we would find out later on, correct? That's correct. So, um, this was a brief cameo, so you... What would you rate this on a scale of one to five stars? Mm. You know, as um, I would think maybe I would probably give him like a maybe three stars. Okay, yeah, because it was pretty impactful at the end, and it was like one of the final scenes to kind of close out the story um, between the the, the Shredder and uh, the the Ninja Turtles. Now let's let's move on to uh, the next movie that Kevin Nash has. Uh, has has had a role in that you've watched. Oh, the next one would have to be uh, the Punisher in 2004, which stars uh, Thomas Jang and uh, John Travolta, and uh, his role that he played was called the Russian. Okay, very cool. And it was another cameo. It wasn't very long, correct? That's correct. Where you know he was trying to go after Thomas Jane and uh, and kill him um, at the request of uh, John Travolta's character, who was who had killed Thomas Jane's family. Um, which in turn he would become the Punisher from that. Um, that was a situation where um, in real life, Kevin Nash would have, um, he was a part of uh, uh, SummerSlam uh, in 2003, and he had to get a haircut uh, a week before that, losing to Chris Jericho on Monday Night Raw in a hair match um, to prepare for that role and bleach his hair blonde. Um, did you know that... Um, 
back in 2003 when they were filming that movie, I went on a trip with my friends to Florida, um, and we went to the beach where they filmed some of those um, some of those scenes. Uh, I think I remember you pro- that you told me about that when you came back. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we were down there, and we were on the beach, and there was a whole bunch of cops, and we heard, like, an explosion. And uh, we we drove by a cop who was just kind of sitting there, and we were in the car, like, well, we heard this big explosion. What's going on? Why isn't that doing anything? And um, it turned out that uh, the, um, the cop was just there to kind of, you know, keep traffic under control because they were filming a movie and I said what movie are they doing he's like The Punisher with John, with John Travolta I was like oh wow pretty cool and I knew that Kevin Nash was going to be a part of it somehow at the time didn't know the length of his role or the you know how long he would be a part of the film but uh that was pretty cool that we were in the general area of when some of those scenes took place. So, um, on a scale of one to five stars, what would you give uh, the the performance of Kevin Nash as the Russian? I would have to give it like a four star because I mean his part in that role was was really good. Okay. And because you know he gave Thomas Jane a real beating. Yep. And of course he he looked a little bit like a Russian because he they bleached his hair they shaved you know his his goatee and all That's that. That's right. Yeah, he didn't have a goatee. Okay. Yeah. And right. he was wearing that that red stripe the red stripe shirt and he was wearing jeans and he he looked good you know and and of course the Russian character that he portrayed was also in the comic book as well in the Punisher. Okay. See, now I don't follow the Punisher and, and the comic books, but you're pretty familiar with that stuff. So that's kind of cool that that they they stuck to the theme of the comic book in that sense. And yeah, absolutely. And um, and that was also to me that was a very good role for a guy like Nash to to have, you know, and to even though it was a cameo role, but it was still pretty good for him. Though it worked for him because he was a big, tall, intimidating looking guy, and he could, you know, it wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of work that was needed in terms of like speaking. In fact, he didn't talk at all. Of course, and okay. So, even yeah. in even in that scene that they show when he started fighting him in the. And all that they played the uh, the Russian uh, music and all that. I think I don't know what it was called because I don't listen to a lot of Russian opera. Oh, okay, yeah, they had like classic, like classical opera music behind it during the fight scene. Yeah, I, I do remember that. Um, and it, how ironic that Kevin Nash would play like a bodyguard henchman as Diesel in wrestling, um, you know, for a number of years, and then a, a major motion picture like this, he plays like a henchman slash bodyguard. Uh, Russian of Russian descent for John Travolta, so that's pretty cool. Um, and that's and and those are the two Kevin Nash movies that you have watched. That's right. Okay. Is there any other on that list that you've watched or no? Um, the other one would have to be uh, as well the remake of The Longest Yard, and of course uh, he played one of the um, he played one of the guards. I mean, like okay, in that film. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's and that right. was another pretty good role that he ever had, which was it was a comedy and. Yep. and all that it started with Adam Sandler it started with Chris Rock and uh, started with rapper Nelly and as well as uh, Burt Reynolds yep Burt who, Reynolds who was a part of the original that's right okay very cool awesome that's pretty cool um, alright who's next on your list who do you got the second person on my list would have to be um, Jesse the Body Ventura okay alright let's let, let's do this Jesse Ventura's first uh, movie that he was ever known was to play uh, Blaine in the movie Predator. That's right. That's right. Now I've never seen the Predator movies. Uh, you know, what did you think of? What was his? What was his character? The character's name was Blaine. What did he do in the movie? He was like a special forces, you know, uh, um, officer with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers. Okay. And um, they were on a mission in uh, somewhere in the jungle to save uh, a bunch of um, U.S. soldiers that were 
captured by a bunch of um, terrorists. And of course, um, while they were doing that, they were in the jungle and they were being invaded by a mysterious predator that they had never seen before. Okay. All right. Very cool. Um, like I said, I've never seen this movie before. What did you think of the movie and Ventura's role in it? I say Jesse did pretty good because from what I heard that, you know, it was a pretty easy part for him because, you know, he was, uh, before he got into wrestling, he was into the, he was in Navy SEAL. That's right. Yeah. So it, he was familiar with a lot of the, the training and the terminology that he needed to incorporate and adapt into his character. That's right. And, um, you know, he even said it was very easy and he felt comfortable about it. He said it was like going back to war. But the other part was that he, the thing that made him feel uncomfortable during the filming was that, that filming in the jungle, which was very, very hot. Yeah, well, I would imagine it was probably uncomfortable. All kinds of insects and flies and different kinds of animals that you're not really familiar with. Um, so on a scale of one to five, five stars, what would you give? And Ventura had it. This wasn't a cameo. He was in a, he was in a starring role, correct? That's right. So he was, in a, he was in the majority of this movie with Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers. On a scale of one to five, what would you give Jesse Ventura's um, performance in Predator as Blaine? Very good. I say very good as far as being very good. Between, I would have to say between one, one and five stars. What do you got? I would have to say uh, four, four stars. Four? Okay, all right, yeah. I mean, I haven't, heard, I've heard good things about it. I've never seen the movie, so um, it's probably one of those I'll have to go back and watch. Um, what else you got for me uh, as far as Jesse Ventura in movies? The last one that I also noticed that he was in was Batman and Robin, where he played an Arkham Asylum guard in in the scene where they were bringing Arnold Schwarzenegger into Arkham Asylum. As doctor, he was Dr. Freeze, correct? Yeah. Schwarzenegger was Dr. Freeze. Yeah, of course, he was in another movie with Arnold in that part. That's pretty cool. And that was only a very limited um, limited role for him, right? Not a whole lot of uh, talking parts for, for Jesse well, at that time? Not a whole lot, but just some a bunch of scenes, you know, when he... The first scene was when he came in of Jesse Ventura when they brought him into Arkham Asylum. And then the other scene was when they break him out, Poison Ivy and Bane helped out Mr. Freeze and they killed the guards, which also Jesse Ventura was a... Was okay, what year did that movie come out? 1997, which was 10 years later when he did the movie Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, which came out in 1987. Oh, wow, very cool. Very cool. Now, you know, for those of you out there, Daryl's a big movie buff, watches a lot of movies, um... Not just, you know, wrestling, but uh, just all different kinds of movies as well. So um, that's another reason why I asked you to do this, because you know your movies, you know your stuff. So you're going to have to help me out uh, when, when, it, when it comes to some of this stuff. But um, uh, what do you got on the, uh, on the list here? Any more Jesse Ventura movies? No, that's pretty much it what okay. I've seen. All right. Who's next? The next person would have to be uh, Jeep Swenson. Jeep Swenson, who is a former wrestler for World Class Championship Wrestling. Yeah, that's right. And he also, um, he also was the. Um, if you remember, you remember in 1996 when the when WCW did that cage match at Uncensored with Hogan and Macho versus um, the Dungeon of Doom and the Horsemen. It was called the Alliance to End Hulkamania. I remember that. Swenson was the guy that they referred to as the ultimate solution. He was like the short, stocky guy with like the camouflage pants. He looked like almost like the warlord. Yeah. Okay. That's Jeep Swenson. And I didn't know that until recently uh, when I was doing um, a podcast with uh, Kobe Nida from Marking Out the Days over on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Um, yeah. Sw Swenson, so he played a role as, as Bane 
in the the 97 movie with Ventura, correct? That's right. Ventura was also in it. And uh, it starred uh, George Clooney, who played Batman, which uh, he replaced um, Val Kilmer, which was Batman Forever. Okay. And uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, again, was in it. He played Mr. Freeze. Yep. Uma Thurman played Poison Ivy. And Chris O'Donnell returned to play Robin, because when he did played Robin in Batman Forever. And yep. Alicia Silverstone, of course, played Batgirl. Yep, yep. All right, so Swenson was Bane, correct? That's correct. What did you think of him as Bane in this movie? He seemed like a perfect fit because, you know, he's a big, you know, monster-looking guy, and Bane, you know, you know, he matches up to Bane's, you know, freakishly physique. And and uh, the one thing that, you know, didn't match up was in the movie was that he had, like, his veins were so freaky-looking and his entire body looked very green and poison-looking and all that. And, you know, he had the mask, which was a perfect fit because it matches, you know, from the comic book. And, um, of course, they made they portrayed Bane as like a monster who didn't say much, you know, just beat the living hell out of people, including Batman and Robin. Now, you're a big Batman guy like I am as well. And um, what did you think of... So Tom Hardy played Bane in the Batman, the, the newer Batman series, um... Was it not Batman? Uh, the Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. Yes, correct. Um, what did you think of Tom Hardy as a Bane compared to Tom compared to Jim Swinson as Bane from 1997? Well, which, I think which one was better? Well, I'd say Tom Hardy because you know Tom Hardy. You know he brought the character. You know from like um, you know from his story where Bane. You know was born in prison. He was born in like some pit, which was like a prison. And uh, he was tortured and, you know, and everything. And, and he was born into violence and evil. And, of course, you know, and he started wearing the mask when, you know, he was beat up and he was beat half to death. And he had to wear a mask that would make him feel a little stronger. And all so that. there was more depth to the Tom Hardy version of Bane than the Jeep Swenson version of Bane in 1997? Yeah, because um, from that, you know, because... I mean, they were both different. I mean, like, Bane wasn't, like, the lead villain in um, Batman and Robin, but uh, Tom Hardy's Bane was, like, the lead villain in uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. All right, who do you got next on this list here? And um, the next... We're not li- going to give a star rating for this, for the, for that one in particular, because it was it was, okay. it, it was very minimal. Right. So, we'll, we'll, we'll hold off on that. Okay, um, for... Um, for Jeep Swenson, another movie that he was in. Oh, with, really? Okay, you got another one. All right. Yeah, sorry. he was. Uh, it was like a year before he did when Batman and Robin came out, and it was. Um, it was an action comedy film called Bulletproof, which starred Damon Wayans, Adam Sandler, and James Caan. That's right. I remember that movie. Yeah, where it, Adam Sandler was the um, the, the the convict, and um, yeah, and uh, Damon Wayans was the cop, and he had to like hang out with him and take him wherever he needed to go kind of thing but like they were like hang i remember that yeah i remember that movie and um so what character did he play in bulletproof he played um james conn's uh boss you know he was the bodyguard named bledsoe okay and and was he in it was it a cameo or was he in that movie for a good amount of time or he was pretty much in that movie for a good amount of time there were some scenes that he was in you know some action scenes and you know he was fight scenes and stuff like that yeah okay yeah, I, I remember watching that movie a long time ago. I don't remember the um, the the whole story, but um, so how would you rate his performance on a scale of one to five stars? How many stars would you give it? I would rate it to three. You three. know, kind of almost a little similar than 
than he did in Batman and Robin. Because he had a little more to do. He had a more important role in that movie. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool, cool. All right. Let's continue with this list here. Who do you got? The next list I got, it would have to be one of the most famous, you know, movies of all time that had that had ever been released. With one person who was fortunate enough to get that part would be Andre the Giant as Fezzik in the 1987 storybook comedy romantic venture called The Princess Bride. Very cool. Now, full disclosure, I've never seen The Princess Bride before. So tell us Andre's character in the movie and then rate his performance. Andre's character as Fezzik where he is a he's a gentle giant, you know, and he and also, you know, he doesn't like to be involved in bad things although he was meant to re- Although he was forced to because he was working with some of the guys that were forced to capture the princess and try to kill her and all that. But mm-hmm. but in his mind, he said he doesn't think it's right killing an innocent girl. And so he's basically kind of like the good guy in the movie and all that. And he's he's very friendly. He's very gentle. And, of course, he's really strong. And and also Fezzik, you know, he, he did some very right things as far as, you know, when... Like when Mandy Patinkin, who also was in the film, where he played uh, his buddy Indigo Montoya. And so for Andre, you know, he was... And for his part, I mean, I would rate that... I would give it a four star because, you know, that was a a really good role that Andre had ever had because he was perfect and he was a giant. And yeah, it made sense for him to be that that character because he fit it just by just by looks alone. He and in and many say that he was a gentle giant in real life. So you said that's four stars. Yeah, I give it four stars. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Um, any any other movies Andre has been in that you've seen? Um, I feel like this is really the only one. Yeah, this was the only big movie that I've ever seen that he was ever in. Okay. All right. So, and you've seen this movie before a bunch of times? Yeah, I've seen it before a bunch of times. I remember watching it in school because my teacher loved that movie so much and of course, it was it was really a good movie. It was funny and it was just really enjoyable to watch. Okay. All right, cool, cool. Maybe another movie that I'll have to check out that I've never seen before, The Princess Bride with Andre the Giant. Let's continue with this list. Um who do you got who you got next for me? The next person I got would have to be your childhood hero, the immortal Hulk Hogan as Rip. Let it, me tell you something, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, anyway, he starred in the 1989 film, which no holds barred. And of course, it also where he was based on his character was based on, you know, Hulk Hogan. Absolutely. Yeah. But a lot different. But he never had in the movie. He didn't have the yellow and red. He had the blue and white. Yeah. And Rip was basically, you know, the World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion. That people who loved and emulated and was a role model, just like you know his just character, like Hulk Hogan, exactly. Yeah. And um, and it was actually the first pro wrestling movie I ever saw watching as a kid. And um, that would that would be mine as well. The very first wrestling movie I ever watched as well. Exactly, and and it also starred with uh, Tony Lister, who played the monster Zeus, where he was going to be fa- where he was forced to face because the owner of the television network really wa- who. His name was Mr. Brow. Yep. He wanted Rip to come and work for him on his network to have his matches on his network because Mr. Brow's network was basically low ratings. And, of course, Rip being, you know, humbled and honest and saying that he's not interested, but he's still under contract, 
it gets into an ugly, ugly feud between those two. Yeah, and then throughout the course of the movie, he, um, Mr. Brell creates the Battle of the Tough Guys where you would have the, um, the it would be like on different locations in different like bars and alleyways and parking lots where there were guys that, you know, um, would fight each other, you know, for real um, and, you know, do it for money and it would be televised. And he was tr- his character, the Mr. Brell character was trying to um, create competition and higher ratings, um, you know, in, in spite of uh, Rip thomas um not joining the 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 battle you know the battle of the tough guys on the network and then eventually um this where zeus comes in tiny lister um and zeus you know would uh would kind of be like the the star of the battle of the tough guys the toughest of them all he beat just about everybody and uh mr brell had put him up to challenging um rip for the world wrestling federation title and then throughout the course of this movie he would also throw obstacles in rip's way um the limo driver you know trying to sabotage the car ride and then eventually that fight scene where he's like what's that smell one of the most famous lines from that movie my first like you said my it's also my first wrestling movie i've watched that a wrestler was in um at that time at that young age that's the only person i thought ever from wrestling that would star in a movie um you know nowadays people look at that movie and they think it's you know not that great and um yeah, I'm not saying this because I'm a Hulk Hogan fan, but um, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it four stars, based on the fact that Hulk Hogan, Terry Bollea was able to, um, you know, take bits and pieces of the Hulk Hogan character and put them in a movie, um, and it was, it was fun, and I, I have nothing but good memories from watching that movie when I was a kid. I think. I think Dad took me to the theater to see it when I was a kid. Um, actually, no, he didn't. I'm sorry. Um, he taped it on, like, HBO when it came out, and I got to watch it. And I had it on tape forever. I believe yeah. I still have the DVD that they sold at um, one of the WrestleMania fan accesses a yeah. few years ago. But, um, yeah, nonetheless, um, you know, Hulk Hogan's character in that movie, um, Rip Thomas, um, you know, very similar to the Hulk Hogan character you would see in professional wrestling. Um, but, you know, he'd been in a number of movies um, during that time period because this is where he was starting to slowly slow down from wrestling full time and being more involved in motion pictures. Give me a few. You have you have any other Hulk Hogan movies that you've seen before? Oh, I got a, a cup. I got a bunch that I remember as a kid when, you know, we were. When we were when we would watch it, because I remember you would watch it. Yep. And uh, the first one I remember was a uh, Suburban Commando. That's right. Which also starred with Christopher Lloyd. Yep. And uh, he played uh, Shep Ramsey, who was a who was an intergalactic, you know, um, special forces, you know. Uh huh. And uh, of course, uh, he he was for after he completed his mission and and he was forced to go to the planet Earth and. And wait for his ship to be uh, recharged or refixed or whatever. I think yeah, the, the the ship landed on Earth, and he had no choice but to 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 try to um, become a human being, an Earthling, because he was not that from the other planet that he was a part of. Um, 
so he had to adapt um, to what human beings do. So it was um, it was a different character for Terry Bollea, Hulk Hogan to play. Um, but yeah, go on, continue. And uh, yeah, of course. And uh, there were, I mean, it was a there were some scenes that I can remember, you know, where you know he he goes into the planet Earth and he he re- he was forced to uh, stay there and he rented, you know, uh, Christopher Lloyd's um, extra room where he was going to hide out. And of course, while he was hiding out, and they were, there were a couple of bounty hunters from space that were on the hunt of tracking him down. And who was one of those bounty hunters? The Undertaker. That's right. Mark Calloway, The Undertaker, made uh, a, his debut in a movie. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, you might know this better than I do, but this is how Undertaker was kind of discovered by Vince McMahon. Yeah. And of course, uh, there was uh, other stories that, that I remember before Undertaker came in to work for Vince McMahon in the WWF. And uh, Hogan said that uh, he looked at Mark Calloway, and he probably saw him in WCW one time and while he was sitting at home taking a, his break. And uh, he thought, and he said that he talked to Vince about maybe wanting to bring him in and saying, let me use him and all that, and let me help him make him a star. And then, of course, Vince said, no, I got some better ideas for him. And so those better ideas was to make him the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the probably the most memorable part of that movie with um, with Undertaker was the fight scene in the abandoned um, building, and Hogan. The what was his name? Uh, Shep. Yeah. Shep Ramsey. Right? Yeah, that that was his name. Yeah, and uh, Shep. Um, kind of threw him like i don't know if he went like through the he threw him through a wall or something they like busted through a wall or went down a flight of stairs i forget what it was and um you know the undertaker and the other guy um their characters didn't talk as bounty hunters they were just on the move looking for looking for you know shep the whole time and uh he said at one point, so he throws him like through the wall or something or down the stairs or something like that. And he turns around and he's like, you're a dead man, Ramsey. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I think that's when like the Shep Ramsey character had said, like, he goes, no wonder why they don't talk. Um, <laughs> but, um, I mean, it wasn't one of my favorite Hulk Hogan, you know, movies that he was a part of, but, um, give, what do you, what do you give this rating? For, for, for Hogan's performance as Shep Ramsey in Suburban Commando. Well, I didn't enjoy it that much except for the scene with him and Undertaker. But I have to say, I would give it a uh, two and a half stars. Two and a half. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think he... Um I think he did okay, but it wasn't... Maybe it's because I was younger and I was expecting... I was almost expecting Hulk Hogan to be like Hulk Hogan in these movies. Maybe because he did No Holds Barred and he did a similar character. As a kid, I was kind of expecting that same thing. But nonetheless, it's a cute little story. Um, what else you got for Hogan? The next one after Suburban Commando that Hulk Hogan did was Mr. Nanny. That's right. And uh, who did he... What was his character? Who did he star with in Mr. Nanny? Um... Oh God! I, Sherman. Uh, he played Sherman. Uh, you know, he played. He, he played. Start with Sherman uh, Hemsley from uh, the Jeffersons. Yeah, I believe that he was. That was him. Yep. And uh, uh, what was his character's name? Do you remember? His character's name was Sean Armstrong. In fact, he was a former professional wrestler 
who had turned into a bodyguard to protect, uh, you know, the rich man's kids. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So he did. Yeah. Cause that opening scene, he's, he's, um, he's getting beat up by like, uh, Kamala. Yeah. Georgie Amel Steel. Georgie Amel Steel. Zodiac. Yeah. Who would become uh, Brutus Beefcake. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, He's he's basically uh, he's now a bodyguard, and he's you know taking care of these kids. This rich guy, um, we really don't know why in the beginning he's watching these kids, other than that he needs money. But um, it turns out that um, the um, the rich guy has got something that the 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 the, the bad guy in the movie wants. Yeah, um, could you elaborate a little further on that? Um. Well, for, for the bad guy, you know, it was like um, an old familiar person that, you know, that Sean Armstrong is very familiar of, which from the past when he was... He was a was... promoter, correct? Like a wrestling promoter? Yeah. Okay. All In right. fact, the character's, the villain's name was um, John Xanatos, I think it was. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Good Yeah. Good call. I, for, I forgot about that, but yeah. go ahead. Continue. And uh, of course, his character, he was a former promoter and he was also a guy that was threatening the rich guy for wanting to have this... Um, so-called chip from the company that he that he designed for would be millions of dollars and he wanted it and of course he refused and he threatened him and and his kids on the phone and and also um <clears throat> and of course he, he and anyways he just uh he wanted so desperately to get that chip and you know and make a fortune out of it yep yep and then eventually of course you know um, the kids would get kidnapped, and Shep would have to come to the rescue, and um, eventually he would save the kids, and he would go on to, um, to, you know, at the end of the movie, he would, you know... Now, mind you, the relationship that he had with the children in the movie was interesting. It was very... Um, it was almost kind of like... Um, it kind of had that, like, Home Alone... Um, problem child kind of feel to it where the kids play all kinds of pranks on the adults um and they did a lot of that to you know shep ramsey as he was trying to get to know these kids um but in the end he would save the kids and the dad would end up you know becoming more of a father and spending more time with these kids where he didn't need shep to babysit um mr nanny what do you give hulk hogan and mr nanny mm, i would have to give it like a Almost like a three star. Okay. Was it? What did, did you? Were you entertained? Did you like it? Did you? What? Yeah. What? Did you dislike it? Uh, I was. Uh, you know, I laughed at some of the uh, at some of the hu- at some of the uh, funny humor stuff that they had on the on the film with uh, with the uh, with the with the maid. You know, was the black lady. Oh know? yeah, yeah. She was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Where there was this scene where she where like. Hogan's character, uh, Sean Armstrong, of course, that was his name. He said he was telling her, "I don't think I can take it." And she goes, "Then go ahead, quit." So what if people called you a waste of candy ass wussy? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty <laughs> funny. Yeah, she got she yeah, she was she was definitely um, she meant business. All right, um, let's move on here. Any more Hulk Hogan uh, movies that you have watched that are on this list? I remembered um, the TV movie that he did, which was called Assault on Devil's Island. With um, with Carl Weathers, yes, that's right. Carl Weathers, who also was had a role in uh, you know Predator that we discussed earlier with Jesse Ventura. Um, what was that? What, what was that movie about? And what was the character that Hulk Hogan was playing? He was kind of like um, kind of like a um, 
working for the government, and he was kind of like a um, like a Navy SEAL. Yeah, Navy SEAL. Okay. And, and uh, from what I can remember, I remember watching a few times a little bit as a kid. But from what I remember, you know, he he looked different. You know, he had the long hair, he shaved the mustache, and you know he he looked like a Navy SEAL warrior from the beginning of the movie. Okay. Now it wasn't. Now this movie wasn't in theaters. This was a, a TV movie, correct? That's this correct. Was on TNT. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, they they put this on after Nitro. I want to say they put this movie on like uh, after an episode of Nitro, or they advertised it to play the next day on TNT. But go ahead, continue. Anyway, is um um from. God, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember bits and pieces of it. So basically, it was just a, a, a Navy SEAL vet that was, you know, trying to save the country with yeah. Carl Weathers? Yeah, not just trying to save the country, but there was like some junior Olympic athletes that were kidnapped by uh, by one of the guys that who was a member of Hogan's, you know, team. His old unit? Yeah. Okay. And of course, he kidnaps them and because... You know, they kidnapped the the leader that was uh, in the beginning of the movie, and so it was kind of like a uh, a train. You know, if they want to get the to save the hostages, get the hostages back from uh, the devil from the devil's island that they were taken. Okay, all right, all right, cool. Um, what did you think of the movie overall? Mm, I would have to say maybe give it almost three star. Three stars. Okay, Hogan's role. Uh, what was his character name? Do you remember? Uh, oh, God, it was this. If you don't, that's fine. We can always get um, our listeners on social media to help us out. If you know um, the character name that Hulk Hogan played in Assault on Devil's Island, please, 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 by all means, hit us up on social media, facebook.com forward slash kicking out of two, or our handle on Twitter at kicking out two, K I C K N O U T, and the number two. Um, so, yeah, that about does it for uh, Hulk Hogan movies. Um, what do you? Th- uh, who who else is on this list? Let's continue. Well, the next list is, is a bunch of uh, names that were in just one movie that I'm gonna say is the the reboot of the Longest Yard. Yep. And you mentioned I, that earlier, Kevin Nash. Who else was from wrestling that was also in that movie? Uh, Bill Goldberg was in it, and uh, he played uh, an inmate prisoner named Battle. Okay. And they had uh, Bob Sapp, who was also he wrestled in New Japan for a while, but was also an MMA fighter, and uh, he kickboxed, and he did sumo and all that stuff yep. in Japan. He played an inmate named Sutowski, which was like a, a funny, dumb, you know, inmate killer, but he was kind of like... He was almost, like a gentle giant? Yeah. Yeah. And um, also, the first time I ever noticed, which I never knew, was uh, the great Kali. He was inmate Turley. He was... Uh, who played... Turley was like a, se- a seven-foot giant and all that, and he... And, um, of course, you can he can barely speak when, you know, in the movie, which was kind of funny. His English wasn't the best at the time, yeah, from yeah. what I've heard. Yeah, so in the movie, he whenever he speaks, they would just show the subtitles of what he was saying. Oh, yeah, that's right, I remember. And who else from the world of professional wrestling was a part of this movie? He's probably one of the most famous wrestlers of all time. Stone Cold Steve Austin. He played one of the guards. Okay, very and, cool. Um, and, uh, you know, he was, his char- Austin's character was kind of like... Um, you know, kind of like a little racist, because in that film, you know, he, he said, "Yeah, I remember. He, he I remember. Said, yeah, he said he said a not nice word that we won't repeat here on this show." Of course, but not. Um, yeah, 
that was kind of surprising to see his character say something, or just to see him say something like that and it be a part of a movie, um, even at that time. But um, what did you think of The Longest Yard, the remake? Well, I thought it was... Uh... I thought it was pretty good, but I never saw the first one until, like, years after. The original with Burt Reynolds? Yeah. Okay. Yep. But it was a very good role for those wrestlers because, you know, they were looking for someone to play in a good scene where they play football. Combined. Now, you had Goldberg, Kali, Bob Sapp, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kevin Nash. Okay? Right. All pro wrestlers in all walks of life in the world of professional wrestling um a combined effort how many stars would you give all those guys on a scale of one to five i would give it a four four okay i mean if you think about it you look back and you think about it um you know the the, some played prison guards some played inmates um they're big intimidating looking guys you know prison guards and and people that are in jail can be seen as pretty big and intimidating so it made sense for them to uh to 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 have roles like that and uh it was a pretty funny movie i enjoyed their um i enjoyed their performance i loved when um i believe they gave kevin nash um estrogen pills so he became very feminine yeah during the during the game at one point he was crying a lot and um yeah i thought that was kind of funny yeah i mean even when stone cold pulled him out and nash was like telling the audience that we're booing and during the game he's like hey come on people we're trying very hard and austin's like what the hell do you think you're doing stop acting like a goddamn cheerleader and nash was like sportsmanship try it and he goes shut up and he made that you know naughty face like you know yeah <laughs> And then, of course, the funny thing that Nash did was, like, he was dancing with the with the gay inmate cheerleaders, and he had, like, uh, the bows, you know, the things where the, you shake. The pom-poms, yeah. The pom-poms, and he was smiling. I was just, like, laughing and stomping my feet on the ground when I went to go see it. Yeah. It and, was, yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. And Bill Goldberg, he had a pretty good role on that, too. And because uh, the first scene that you see him, you know, because they were looking for guys that could play football. It was just shown with Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, and Burt Reynolds, and they spotted Goldberg in the shower, of course. Oh, yikes. And, of course, uh, Goldberg's name was actually uh, Battle and all that. And, of course, uh, they asked him, you know, I mean, like, you can play against the guards and all that. And he asked one of the captains if is the quarterback, and then they were like, yeah. And he goes, so you're telling me I get to tackle him? And they said, yeah, you can tackle him or you can hit him with a hammer, which he was looking at, refer to him as his his front crotch area when he was showering <laughs> and he goes, I don't want to hurt him, but not kill him. Yeah. And, um, of course, you know, Goldberg's attitude, you know, and his humor was real good. Even when Bob Sapp, you know, when like there was scene where like he got his nose broken by Kali yep. and, um, you know, and he refixed his nose back and he felt, and he said that he referred to Kali saying that he did it on purpose. And Adam Sapp was like, no, he did it. And Kali looked at him and just nod his head and smiled. And he was telling Bob Sapp to tell, telling Kali to, say sorry to him and like and of course he said i'm sorry and then bob Sapp smiled and walked away and said he said i'm sorry i got them to say i'm sorry and goldberg's like oh yeah 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 we're all impressed (laughs) (laughs) very very cool who you got next on this list okay the next person i got on the list would have to be glenn jacobs who was known as the big red machine kane and he starred in um in a couple of movies that i've seen which was i'm going to get to the first one would be See No Evil, where he played Jacob Goodnight. He was the uh, seven-foot, you know, bald-headed, you know, monster who had... Ki- and, of course, Jacob Goodnight's character was, like, you know, from his childhood, 
that he was abused and tortured by his cold-hearted religious mother who made who made his son Jacob to do things that she could never do and that was to kill someone in religious ways that she feels which unfortunately was evil interesting interesting yeah i've never seen i've never seen the see no evil movies um he was also in the second one correct that's right all right um yeah these this was a wwe movie if i'm not mistaken yeah that's right so what did you think of see no evil one and see no evil two with kane i mean he's a pretty intimidating looking guy he kind of played a similar character um being the seven foot monster um you know, in WWE, the Kane character doesn't kill people, but the Kane character has come pretty close, setting people on fire, throwing people off tops of cages and buildings and all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, what did you think of Kane's role as Jacob Goodnight in See No Evil 1 and 2? Well, for his, I'd say his role was really good for, you know, playing a um, a horror, a scary-looking monster character. It was a horror. It was a, technically a horror movie, correct? Yeah, a scary okay. movie or a horror movie, whatever people like to say it. Yep. And, um, of course, you know, he, he, I mean, for his character, you know, I mean, like, we all know him as Kane, and he's scary, and he's imitating, and, of course, uh, at first I thought, you know, when I saw the pictures of him when he was doing the movie, I thought of his character almost like similar to, um, to Jason Voorhees from the Friday the 13th movies. Okay, all right. Except, you know, his, Kane's character, Jacob Goodnight, wasn't wearing a mask until he was wearing a mask in the, in the second Ceno Evil movie. Yeah, and the mask was kind of like, um, it was almost kind of like a mask that like athletes wear if they like break their nose. Yeah. Right? Kind of like the one that Cody Rhodes wore in 2011 in WWE. Yeah. Okay, continue. And, um, you know, he, um, I mean, his character, I mean, like, I, I mean, like, it didn't scare me at all, but it was really enjoyable to, to watch and see him kill a bunch of uh, young kids who were, in, who were from, in juvenile when doing volunteer work. Okay. And uh, it was in an abandoned giant hotel where he and his mother were, like, hiding and all that from the law. All right. All right. So, um, you know, that that was in the first one, correct? Yeah. All right. So what was the story in the second scene of Evil that he was a part of? It was to – the second one was where, you know, he, he got into the hospital where he was dead in the morgue. And there were people that were working in the morgue, you know, that were all celebrating, hanging out. And – um out of nowhere, his character, Jacob Goodnight, came back from the dead in the morgue and he killed, you know, one of the kids and all that. And he noticed that in one of the morgues that he found the body of his dead mother, which he killed in the first one. Okay. And so, and he had a bandage on his uh, damage uh, and one of his eyes, so he took it off and you can barely see no eye on it. You can see, like, a hole in there and, and everything. And he he kind of, like, dressed himself up uh, wearing that... Um, wearing that mask as you mentioned and um he saw a bunch of uh tools and you know knives and all that at the morgue that he used as a weapon and he started killing and slaughtering pretty much everybody else and then so it's pretty much the same thing as the first one he's just killing different people yeah okay all right scale of one to five stars how would you rate kane's performance in the see no evil movies i would have to in my opinion i would have to say uh i give it four for Four stars. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, like I said, very similar character that he had portrayed from WWE to these horror movies, and he's got a good look for a horror movie. He's not the prettiest looking individual in real life, but, um, you know, he he 
you know it seems like he's done a pretty good job um you know two movies i haven't watched two movies i probably won't intend to watch um but for those of you out there um that's see no evil one and see no evil two as a part of the wwe movie franchise um let's let's move on who who's on this who else is on this list the next one is uh wwe hall of famer and the only olympic gold medalist to ever win a wwe title would be kurt angle who starred in as koba who was an mma fighter in the movie warrior starring tom hardy and uh, nick nolet very very cool all right now um What's the story behind the Koba character that Kurt Angle plays? Koba's character is like basically an unbeatable middleweight MMA fighter from Russia. Kind of similar to uh, Fedor Emelianenko's character. Okay. And, um, of course, the movie is about where, like, uh, two brothers who hadn't seen each other in a long time, which was Tom Hardy and, um, I forget his name. And um, That's all right. Of course, they've had, um, they both suffered from, like, you know, issues and all that from life that they hadn't seen each other in a long time and they're both hurt from their past and even from their alcoholic father which was played by Nick Nolette and in the movie that they were presenting like the biggest pro- prize money fight money in uh, in the sport of mixed martial arts which Nick Nolette or Nick Nolte Nick Nolte yeah is right? it Nick Nolte okay that's yeah, why I, I, I wasn't sure but I, that's why I asked you yeah, all right continue but anyway they were, I mean the brothers are basically you know great athletes you know they've wrestled I mean, Tom Hardy, he's a war hero, and uh, he basically took off at, in his unit because one of his closest friends had died, and uh, his brother plays a, uh, a biology teacher who used to fight as an MMA fighter, forced to came out of retirement to, uh, provi- to provide for his family because, you know, if, they, if he wasn't able to pay, you know, the IRS money that they were going to take away his house. Okay. And so, right. so, there was, so there was some purpose and some meaning behind him you know, fighting more than just, you know, something for him to do. He, he needed to save his house. Yeah. And to provide for his family. Yep. And for, and for Kurt Angle's character, you know, as he, of course the name Koba, which, um, you know, seemed like a pretty scary uh, name to have for like a fighter who's dangerous and not intimidated by anybody. Yep. And, um, of course, you know, uh, even Kurt Angle, I mean, like in the past, I hear rumors that he wanted to try to fight in MMA, you know, ever since Brock Lesnar started doing it in the UFC. Okay. Yep. Continue. And, um, of course, in the movie was like a, there were a lot of up and coming fighters that, you know, that didn't even, that have competed in the tournament just to get that prize money. And of course, you know, the well-known fighter was Kurt Angle's character. And, um, of course, there were some scenes that Angle was in, which he, and of course he he dominated his opponent and he dominated like one of the brothers until he was he lost to uh, to one of the brothers you know and he made him tap out in a knee bar or an ankle lock and all that and i think to rate that movie i have to give it a four stars because that was a, his performance kurt angle yeah okay all right very very cool and this was the only movie correct that you've seen that Kurt Angle was a part of? That's right. I believe that's the only movie he's ever been into. Um, moving on here, who else makes this list here that you have compiled, Daryl? Let's continue with this. The next one is one that I saw was The Wrestler, which starred Mickey Rourke and Marissa Tomei. And there were a few wrestlers that I can remember. The cat Ernest Miller, who plays the Ayatollah, yep. which was based on the Iron Sheik's character. And, yes, um, yes, it was, correct. And I can 
and also, I, I mean, and for that, I can remember um, Ron Kill, Ron the Truth Killings, who would be known as R Truth, was yep. in it. Nigel McGinnis was in it, and Necro Butcher yep. was in it as well as I can remember. Um, I believe uh, Robbie E, uh, who is now um, part of uh, NXT. Um, you know, in the in the developmental system in WWE, he had a role in it. Um, Romeo Roselli, who was one of the heartthrobs in WWE, he had a role in it as well. Oh yeah. Um, there are a lot of guys that were in that movie that were on a on a on an independent level. Um, Christ, I forget who else. You, you, anyone else you can remember that was in that movie? It was so long ago that um. I saw it. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, like, there was a scene where, like, Mickey Rourke was doing an autograph session. I think he was hugging, uh, I think it was, let's just Johnny Valiant? Yeah, I think you're right, too. I was literally just, I was literally thinking that before you said that. Yeah, I think it was Johnny Valiant as well. I wasn't sure, but, yeah, no, you're definitely right. Um, you know, it, uh, it was a really good movie. I liked the movie. The story was good. Um, it depicted an era in wrestling that um it wasn't very pretty in terms of you know older wrestlers that have you know kind of fallen from grace and are trying to uh relive the glory years and they're doing it on a much smaller scale um but it was it this Rourke played the played the role really well to the point where he was nominated for some gold, golden globes i think he won a golden globe i want to say yeah um for his performance in the movie and also resulted in an oscar nomination as well yeah um which is pretty good considering he had been out of movies and out of the limelight for a number of years before this movie um and little known fact regarding mickey rourke um there's a few stories actually regarding mickey rourke that i can tell uh when it comes to this movie so um apparently um he was rumored to face chris jericho at wrestlemania 25 in 2009 and he let the cat out of the bag early on an episode of Larry King on CNN, and Vince was pissed that he did that because he wasn't supposed to. Um, Mickey Rourke, I think, uh, you know, jumped the gun a little too early and um, you know let it out that him and Jericho were going to have a match at WrestleMania, and then Mickey Rourke's people had told him you shouldn't have said anything it's not a good idea you do this you're just getting back into movies and you you know you could be you could win a, an oscar for your role maybe you shouldn't do this and eventually mickey Rourke backed out of um it was a combination of like mickey Rourke backed out of working the match with jericho and he also um vince also kind of put the pulled the plug on it as well because they announced it a little too early um Hurricane Shane Helms once told me a story that backstage at that WrestleMania, uh, Mickey Rourke brought um, Frank Shamrock with him as like a bodyguard to protect him because he was afraid that the wrestlers were going to try to fight him. Um, and all the wrestlers were actually, they, they enjoyed his movie. They enjoyed watching that movie. Um, and they didn't really have any issue with Mickey Rourke, but Mickey Rourke, for some reason, assumed that the majority of those wrestlers wanted to kick his ass, so he brought Frank Shamrock with him, um, and eventually nothing really happened, and 
everything everyone you know got along and there was no issue but you know, that wrestlemania we saw rourke get involved at the end of the jericho match and him and jericho had a little face off and he hit him with one punch and then he posed in the ring with rick flair and that was the end of that but um what did you think of the wrestler the movie itself i would say it was like you know a great pro wrestling movie i ever saw because you know uh, i mean mickey rourke did a a really one great job. I mean, he although he hadn't been he'd seen in a number of movies, he took, I mean, whatever he was doing when he was taking a break, but that was his almost his comeback movie yeah, that he ever did. That was his comeback movie, and what I what I enjoyed about it with him was the fact that um, how well he was able to take to wrestling and do the moves and take the bumps and stuff like that like he watching that movie he looked like he knew what he was doing in the ring it may have taken some time and some practice i'm sure um and of course it's hollywood and i'm sure they had to edit and maybe even have a stunt double here and there but mickey Rourke had to learn how to wrestle um for the role so i thought he did a tremendous job being able to do that for for someone with no experience and do it very well in a movie yeah and uh, and i also heard that some of the other old school wrestlers didn't really like it that much like bruno san martino because you know the way that the wrestling business had changed over the years and of course, he didn't like the change either. He didn't well. like the change, but he also didn't like the way it was portrayed because it, it it portrayed wrestling as like this dark, evil kind of like underground cult um, where you know the wrestlers are all on drugs and they 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 barely make any money and their bodies are broken and they have ruined relationships with their families and stuff like that. Some of that's true because we've heard stories about that before, but it's not a true depiction of the wrestling business um you mentioned a few names there ernest miller um ron killings uh who is known as r-truth um johnny valiant um small little bit roles cameos i guess you could call them yeah. in this movie so um we're not going to give the the performers um the star ratings but the movie itself what do you give it i give it a four star very cool, very cool. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. I think, um, I think uh, it was it was a it was a really good movie, and there was a good story told. Um, let's move on with this list here. Um, who's next? Who do, who do you got next on the list? Next person we have is the man who helped the Attitude Era grow bigger. Is one of them. It would have to be the Texas Rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Stone Cold Steve Austin's, you know, first leading role from year from when, like, years after when he was done with wrestling due to injuries was where he played Jack Conrad in the movie The Condemned. Yes, yes, I saw that movie. That was a good movie. And I liked the story of, of you know, the all the convicts on one island. They got to kill each other in order to stay alive. Yeah, that was, a that was like, you know, a very, very good role for him. I mean, I mean, I enjoyed it a lot because, you know, Stone Cold, you know, he, you know, he was, um, of course, he was a ass-kicking son of a gun as we all saw him when we all grew up watching him yep and um you know it was a it was a really good movie i enjoyed it i mean that was like yeah he was he was a, 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 a he was claimed to be an innocent man in a um you know in a like a, a prison um in the jungle and they had these television producers that took like the meanest guys from all these prisons all over the world and put them in this island and they had to survive for themselves and um he wasn't 
this murdering, you know, killing machine that they tried to make him out to be in the beginning. Yeah. Um, he would eventually, you know, it would come to be that he was innocent the whole time and he would end up uh, winning this, um, this, this, uh, you know, contest, this reality show, um, which, you know, was the concept of the, and the story was pretty cool. Um, I enjoyed it, but for whatever reason, it didn't really do too well in the movie theaters. Um, Austin's performance and the condemned, what do you rate it? To me, I gave it a four star. Four, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it was, and in some ways, it was very similar to the Stone Cold Steve Austin character in wrestling as well. Um, this no nonsense, blue collar, tough son of a bitch that you know takes shit from no one and gives it right back to you. Um, and that seemed that seemed to be what he was doing um, in this movie with all of these guys, um, you know, and, and fighting his way through this jungle, not only to prove his innocence, but also to stay alive as well. Um, and this was the beginning of Austin's movie career. He'd been in a few different movies. Um, talk to me a little bit about more what he's done. The next one about longest yard earlier. Um, but let's, let's, let's talk about what else he's done in the, mo- in the movie world. He was in the first Expendables movie. He played uh, a villain named, uh, Dan Payne. Okay. And uh, the movie starred with such bigger movie stars, such as Sylvester Stallone, uh, Randy Couture, Terry Crews, and... Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it too, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger, and um, Mickey Rourke was in it. Yeah, I remember that. I remember. I've never seen the movie. What did you think of the movie? It was a lot of too much action, you know, to me. I mean, I wasn't very fond of it or enjoyed of it, but I mean, there was like... One scene that I really enjoyed was when Stone Cold beat the crap out of Sylvester Stallone. Really? And um, after when Stallone got beat up, one of his uh, guys, asked, one of uh, Stallone's uh, team members asked him, are you okay? And he goes, no, I got my ass kicked. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, now, Austin's role, he was a bad guy. Um, was he like a, a leader? Or was he like a henchman? Like what was his role as a bad guy? He was a henchman. Okay, so he wasn't the leader of the pack. That's right. Okay. All right. Very, very cool. Um, rating his performance, what do you give it? I give it um, three and a half. Three and a half? Was he in the movie a lot, or was he in it in little pieces here and there? He was in little pieces here and there, I would say, until he was killed off by Randy Couture, which I remember the scene where he picked him up like a, from... You know, we all knew Randy Couture was a UFC fighter. He had a background in wrestling, so he just kind of tackled him, picking him up, picked up Stone Cold, and dropped him in a blaze of flames. And Stone Cold was burned to death in the film. Okay, so he didn't come back for Expendables two or three. Clearly, um, anything else that the Texas Rattlesnake has starred in? He did. Uh, he returned in uh, another Adam Sandler movie called Grown Ups Two. That's right. I remember that. I've seen that movie before. That was pretty funny. His role, um, he was the, um, he was what the dad of like one of the other kids. Yeah, and at he, the party or something. Yeah, he was also uh, Adam Sandler's uh, uh, bully, where he would beat him up. Oh, like his childhood bully, like as an adult. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he was pretty funny though. Like he, you could see, like this was a different character. He looked intimidating, but he was more comedic. Yeah, and uh, like, like near the end of the movie, you know, he was. Uh, he was in the party, and uh, he was getting ready to fight Adam Sandler. And just as he was about to fight him, and like 
Adam Sandler was ready to throw punch, and Austin, for the first time I've ever seen, he went down on his knees and he goes, "No, no, please don't, please don't hit me, please don't hit me." <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like explaining him the reason that you know he wanted to bully him is because he wanted people, I guess, to like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, which you know, that's kind of like the the demo for most bullies is that they're really just deep down sensitive individuals and souls. Um, anything else with Stone Cold? Well that's, well, that's pretty much what I've uh, got on Stone Cold. Okay. All right. Cool, cool. Let's move on. Um, this has been fun so far. Um, I've, I've been uh, learning quite a bit from you in terms of uh, the characters, names that they've played in these movies. And uh, some of these movies I've seen, a lot of them I haven't. So it looks like i got some catching up to do down the line. Um, who do you got next on this list? Uh, the next one I think you might be able to remember was... Carrie Von Erich, you know, star, played a cellmate named Neo-Nazi in Problem Child. One. That's right. That's right. I remember that. It was very limited, too, though. He wasn't involved. It was just a couple of scenes, right? It was just one scene in the prison cell where he was standing next to Michael Richards. Yep. When Michael Richards was handed by a letter who was written by Junior, who wanted to meet, you know, Michael Richards' character as the, the bowtie killer, which he pr- portrayed in. And, of course, he asked one of the inmates to read the letter to him. And, of course, Kerry Von Eric came in and took the letter and said he told him that you got a letter from a guy named J.R. And, um, and he, he thought J.R. was another murderer, but it turned out it was another kid. Yeah, and the line that he said when he read the letter was, good news, I'm getting out. And then, of course, Michael Richards grabbed the letter and said, he's getting parole? You know that guy? He's crazier than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, Carrie Von Eric, very limited role in this movie. Um, who else you got? Um, the next person I got is that we were very familiar of was Tony Lester, who played Zeus, but we can... We talked about him, yeah. Yeah, and uh, for his next movie, I mean... Well, I mean, we... all, right, let, let's go, all right, you know what, let's go back to it for a minute. Um, the Zeus character in No Holds Barred would eventually become a character in WWE. Um, in 1989, in the summer of 1989, um, Macho Man Randy Savage would eventually, um, you know, him and Hogan had a partnership, the Mega Powers, they exploded, they had that match at WrestleMania, that classic, and then Savage would enlist in the services of Zeus, um, based off of, you know, the fact that they were in this movie together, and they tried to pretend like Zeus and Hogan didn't get along while they made the movie. And then, of course, they had the rivalry in WWF, and um, Zeus was only around for a short period of time in WWF, but he was a very intimidating-looking guy um, up against Hulk Hogan. Uh, him and Macho Man would end up headlining SummerSlam against Hogan and Beefcake um, in 1989, which will be approaching the 30th anniversary of that SummerSlam. We plan to do something, uh, plan to do something pretty special with that SummerSlam here on Kicking Out at Two later on this summer and sometime in August. So uh, be on the lookout for that regarding uh, SummerSlam '89. I believe we might have a either might do like a recap or a review, or we might even do a watch party. Who knows? But um, they headlined SummerSlam that year, and then Zeus also later that year teamed with Million Dollar Man and Powers of Pain against Hogan, Jake the Snake, and um, Demolition in a Survivor Series match at the 1989 Survivor Series, and he was eliminated pretty quickly there. And then, um, I just watched this recently, you'll have to find it on WWE Network, it's under the, the home video, the Coliseum home video collection, Yep. there was the No Holds Barred Steel Cage match. 
where it was Hogan and Beefcake against Macho Man and Zeus inside of a steel cage, and uh, it was they aired this two nights after Christmas on pay-per-view. It was No Holds Barred, the match and the movie. So you ordered this pay-per-view event, you got to watch the movie, and then after the movie aired. You then got to watch the steel cage match between Hogan and Beefcake against Macho and Zeus, which was pre-recorded like a few weeks prior. Um, they have that match on uh, WWE Network, uh, which I watched recently. It was pretty fun. But um, overall, Zeus's time in WWF and in wrestling was very limited, um, and he didn't do a whole lot in the ring. Um, what did you think of the Zeus character in wrestling? Well... I'm not really quite sure. I mean, it was he. Of course, he didn't do a whole lot. I mean, he wasn't really. Tony Lister wasn't really a wrestler. No, he wasn't. He was an actor. That's right. But they tried making him a wrestler. They had Savage involved in in helping him and Hogan as well. Um, and then eventually, he would go to WCW as a part of that that uh, that that Doomsday Cage that we talked about earlier. And uh, he was known as Z Gangsta. Yeah, he couldn't be couldn't be Zeus because WWF had a trademark on the Zeus. Um, yeah, and he also had, they had to paint his eyebrows again to look like the the Zeus character. Again, that's right. I remember was... that. I remember that. Um, all right. Um, let, let, let's move on with this list here. Let's continue. We're we're, we're rocking and rolling here. Who do we got next? Um, we got the Big Show, and he played the huge Santa in the movie Jingle All the Way. Okay. All right. And it was a cameo. Yeah, it was a cameo. So he didn't do a whole lot except ho, 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 Merry Christmas? Uh, kind of like um, he was with all the other Santas, you know, that were all that were dressed up and they were, like, fighting over this. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad were, like, fighting over this toy. Yep. And, and it had uh, Jim Belushi, John Belushi's brother. Okay. We play one of the Santas. And, and of course, he was about to, uh, I mean, like, Big Show's character was about to hit, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger with that giant um, candy cane. Okay. And right. he tried to hit him, but he hit the little guy and all that, and that was pretty much a, a cameo role that he had. In fact, in WCW, when he became a member of the NWO, I remember he thanked Hulk Hogan, who became Hollywood Hogan, for putting him in the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger with him. Oh, mentioned. okay. That's pretty good, because I forgot about that. Um, what, else is he, what else has Big Show done? Yeah, I know he's done some WWE movies, but what else has he done that you've seen? He did uh, the Waterboy movie with Adam Sandler and Henry Winkler as... Captain Insano. That's right. That's right. Okay, yeah. And that was another cameo, but he portrayed a wrestler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he portrayed a wrestler in the movie, and um, the he, was, he just got done having a match, and he was doing an interview, and there was a, a fan that called in to the show to ask him a question, and... Um, he made fun of the fan because the fan had a um, a weird voice and asked a silly question. Um, of course, it was Adam Sandler. Yeah, it was Adam Sandler as that fan, you know. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, that was the end of Big Show in that movie. What else? Uh, what? Anything else you've seen that he's done? No. no? Yeah, that was you, pretty much yeah. what I've seen. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything really other than just those, just just that that role there. I didn't see the jingle all the way. Um, Let's keep it going. Uh, who else is Who else has made your list? We have uh, one of the greatest talkers in wrestling, which was Rowdy Rowdy Piper. He starred as John Nada in the movie They Live, which was directed by the man who directed and created Halloween. Uh, his name John Carpenter. All right, all right. Um, 
I'll be honest with you, I've never seen They Live. People will probably go crazy over the fact that I've never seen this movie. But I've never seen They Live. Um, this was filmed not too long after Piper retired the first time at WrestleMania 3, after his hair match with uh, adorable Adrian Adonis. But um, talk to me a little bit about the John Carper character. Carpenter, was it John? John Nada. John Nada, excuse me, I'm confusing it. Talk to me about that John Nada character in They Live. Well, John Nada was ba- is basically like um, you know a drifter. He's like He comes into... California in a train and he has like a backpack you know strapped onto him and he's looking for work to make money and you know he basically you know follows the rules I mean and from when he was trying to get a job in the beginning of the movie he was he said he used to be a security guard at the bank for 10 years and then and he said that he explained that the reason he left is because things just dried up and um, of course there wasn't anything available the next day he was working in construction just trying to until he was able to find the right job for good money. And then all of a sudden he got involved with, you know, with some of the other drifters. And like one of them was Keith David in the movie. And, uh, of course, you know, he noticed that, uh, one of the other drifters was like, um, that was carrying boxes and they were being tracked down by police. And, it, and one day, like the, the police scared the, the other drifters away. He, he found one of the boxes of sunglasses and he put the sunglasses on and discovered that uh, he looked around and that there were people that were aliens. And, and those aliens were only rich people and police officers. And kind of very like... Um, you know, Sci-fi, futuristic? Yes. Okay. Um, what did what did you think of Piper's performance? Mm, I'd say he... He almost had pretty good quality and... I, and um, you know, for and uh, for he just uh, he, I think his performance was really really good because uh, it was his first leading role in a movie that he ever did. Yeah. Okay. All right. On a scale of one to five, how many stars? I have to give it like three and a half. Okay. All right. Um, once again, another movie I'll probably have to make time to watch. Um, or how how far along we got in this list? We got a, we got a few more, right? We got a couple. Okay. All right. Let's let, let, let's let's get this show on the road. Let's 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 keep it rocking. Who's next? The next one is the Macho Man Randy Savage, where he played Bonesaw McGraw in Spider Man One, starring Ooh, Toby yeah. McGraw, which starred Toby McGuire. Okay. And Bonesaw McGraw was a pro wrestler, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Okay. So this was pretty easy for Savage because he had the experience, obviously, with all his years in wrestling. Um, very intimidating it was a very similar character to the macho man character kind of like what hogan did with the rip thomas character no holds barred um small cameo but um fun nonetheless um give me give me a quick rating i give it um i would give it like a four almost a four a four for uh, for him is uh, Bonesaw? Yeah. Okay. Probably because he was so... The Bonesaw McGraw character was so close to the Macho Man character that there was almost like one and the same. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, let's move on here. Who do we got? Last but not least? Yeah, we got last but not least, and we saved the best for last, and it has to be the most electrifying man in sports entertainment today, the people's evil elbow 
is the rock he's the proprietor of the people's elbow yes that is correct um all right i mean you know rock has rock's probably in my opinion the biggest movie star to ever come out of professional wrestling would you happen to agree yeah okay um now like i've said to people earlier to those that are listening um by all means i'm sure i'm gonna mention i'm sure i'm gonna forget some some movies that you know some of these other wrestlers have been a part of we will compile another list we will do another part two if you show if you shall desire to listen to it um we are we're not going to cover every movie that the rock has done he's done a lot of great movies um more recently part of the big fast and furious franchise the jumanji um you know uh the he did one with the 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 san andreas and the skyscraper movie and all these other great movies that he's done Baywatch. um you know we're not going to cover any of those because we didn't watch any of those um but we're just going to cover what daryl has watched as a part of this list so um i'm sure more rock movies will come up in part two of squared circle cinemas in the very near future here on kicking out of two so uh without further ado daryl why don't you get into the um the movies that you did watch that involved the rock on your list the first movie would have to that i've ever watched in the rock which was i was dying to see at the time was his very first movie where he played the scorpion king in the mummy returns Okay, with uh, Brendan Fraser, correct? That's correct. All right. Um, I didn't see this movie. Um, I, I'm i not big on, like, sci-fi kind of, like, fantasy-type movies, you know, that, that, that take place in, like, ancient times or in, like, futuristic. So I didn't really see this movie. I didn't really make the effort to see this movie. Um, let's, let's move on with another movie of The Rocks. Okay, the next movie is I can... He played a, a bounty hunter named Beck in The Rundown, which also starred Sean William Scott. From and Christopher the, Walken? Yeah. Okay, and I believe, um, who was the female? Was it uh, Rosario Dawson? Yeah. Okay, yep. Um, talk to me about that role. I went and saw that in the theaters. Talk to me about his role as the bounty hunter in this movie. What would you think? His role was okay. I mean, he was, you know, Dwayne Johnson was just starting to become a a, mo- a full-time movie actor and all that, and I thought, I mean, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, but it was some funny stuff because I looked at The Rock as a funny guy. and um, He brought some comedy to it. Yeah. But he also brought the action as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, next one. What do you got? He played Chris Vaughn in the movie Walking Tall, which I'm sure that... W- the Walking Tall was a, a reboot. Yeah, it was a remake of a, um, I believe it was a movie or a TV show, I want to say. And the character that he played, Chris Vaughn, the real character's name was like Buford. Um, I forget the last name, but um, he was, it, the, the story is pretty much the same. He, he comes into a small town, and he's trying to make a difference. And, um, you know, he, he has to deal with the corruption, with the politics and the law enforcement and, uh, I like this movie. I actually bought this on DVD when it came out. Um, and I watched, I watched it in the theaters, and I bought it on DVD when it came out. I really enjoyed it. What did you think of Walking Tall? Well, I enjoyed it pretty, too. And, uh, you know, his, his character was like, uh, he, he was a special forces. And uh, he he was a guy that, you know, was attacked by guys at the casino that run the place. Guys that he grew up with, too. He yeah. also grew up with these guys in this small town. 
Yeah. Okay. And they and they were the ones that were running the casino, but they were also um, they also had the police department in their back pocket, and the and the cops were corrupt too, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. That's correct. All right, continue. And um, of course, you know when he went on a trial and he just like showed people his big nasty scar that he was was like being shown when what happened to him in the hospital, and he and all of a sudden you know he got. I mean, he was in trial in the first place. When he got out back from the hospital, he was getting revenge against the criminals from the casino. That's right. And he destroyed the casino. So he was attacked at the casino. Um, let's kind of set the scene here and, and rewind a little. He went to the casino to hang out, and he didn't really care to be there. Um, he was just kind of a laid-back, quiet kind of guy. But he noticed that the dealer um, fixed the dice for one of the games so he confronted the dealer on it and then um the the guy who owned the casino that he grew up with um tried to calm the issue down and sell the issue and um the chris vaughn the rock's character got mad and he started taking out some of the guys that worked in the casino and some of his henchmen and he ended up destroying the casino yeah and, and then they beat him up and they like carved his stomach with like a knife or something and really messed him up pretty bad and then he woke up out of the hospital and he got himself you know better but then he had to go on trial for assault and for all different kinds of charges uh, surrounding destroying the casino and the um the 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 other individuals that he hurt and then like you said in the in the courtroom he didn't have a lawyer he had to defend himself and he had to show all the scars from his stomach to the jury and that would be the the moment where the jury acquitted him of all charges and then he announced he was going to run for mayor or for the sheriff of the town i should say yeah he did actually and when he took over and the sheriff explained the former sheriff explained to him that to all of his uh, deputies and all that and just saying that they're good cops and all that and he looked at them and said you're all fired so he was basically you know running the town on his own as and he, and he kind of set the um he kind of set the tone for what was to come later um because those cops would all come back to try and get their revenge and 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 um uh you know kind of take chris vaughn out and kill him so that you know they can get back their town because they, they were they were running the town yeah um and also they they kid they were like holding his family hostage too that's right and uh johnny knoxville who was in that movie yes johnny knoxville from jackass fame was is like his best friend and he ended up making johnny knoxville another cop another deputy i guess you can call him yeah he um but so it was you know the 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 rock um you know, as Chris Vaughn playing this hero coming back to his town, trying to save his town and fighting off all the evil that corrupted that town. Um, what would you give that performance by The Rock and uh, Dwayne Johnson in Walking Tall? I give it a four star. Yeah, I think so too. I think he did that really well. And there were some similarities of his wrestling character um, that he brought to the movie that I thought worked well too. Um, some some subtle, you know, uh, nuances and a lot of the fight scenes. You saw some wrestling chore choreography, yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, what else have you seen that's his, that's starring The Rock? I saw one of his Disney movies, which was called The Game Plan. He played uh, star quarterback Joe Kingman. That's and, right. And the movie was about where he was. He was a star quarterback, and you know he was having a the time of his life as a football player. And he was a ladies' man. He was. And of course, uh, he found out 
when uh, somebody knocked on his door that he found out that there was this little girl who hap- who she explained to him that she is her daughter. Yeah, that's right. I, I think I saw this movie. I don't remember it too much, but, you know, he plays, like you said, star quarterback, has all the money in the world, life's going good for him, and then he finds out he's got a kid. Um, you could kind of see some similarities of the rock character in this um in in the joe kingman character you know very flashy and sarcastic and quick-witted and um the the chemistry he had with the little girl was pretty good um it was a cute movie it wasn't anything spectacular but um this was the part of his career where people were questioning whether or not he should continue with movies because he they weren't making a whole lot of money at this time however you know if you're a, a, a an upcoming movie star that's trying to make it in the business and Disney throws you a big contract to make all these movies, you're not going to turn that money. You're not going to turn millions of dollars down. And that's exactly what the rock you know, did was, uh, he did all those crappy movies because he made a lot of money off them. Um, let's move on. What, what else, what else, uh, you got with the rock, the rocks, the net, the rocks next film was that he portrayed. He played an NYPD detective named, Donson and the, the other guys, which starred Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, and Michael Keaton. And uh, it was basically kind of like a, a small role that he portrayed, because uh, in the movie he he was partners with Sam Jackson, and they were a couple of hotshot police detectives that, you know, were, were very successful and, you know, solved crimes and all that, but their characters were killed off when they were trying to uh, catch the criminals. They were up top of the roof building, and they just and I think they were trying to jump off and catch on the tree, but instead they fell straight down flat and dead. And that was the end of that in that, in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was, what, like the very beginning, the first few minutes of the movie? It was like probably 10, 15 minutes from, okay. from the movie, I think. All right, all right, cool, cool. Um, is it, who, do you got anything else with The Rock? He was in uh, G.I. Joe 2 Retaliation. In fact, he played... Uh, a familiar character named Roadblock. Okay. How was that movie? I never saw that movie. How did he, how did he do in that? Well, I thought he did just fine. Yeah. You know, he his character Roadblock was like a second in command of G.I. Joe. Okay. And, of course, uh, Chael uh, Tunniam, who, who played uh, the lead character of the G.I. Joe named uh, Duke, I think it was. Okay. And of course, Duke was killed off in the second one by uh, Cobra and all that and and of course and Roadblock was um, took over the Joes and was able to gain revenge against Cobra and to avenge Duke and all the other Joes' death okay alright so basically he was just trying to you know um, get revenge for his friend who had died and uh, you know uh, you know rally up the troops in the, the, the G.I. Joe unit um, this was probably a role for I, I believe it was right around this time when the when the rock started getting more uh, better roles um i think the gi joe franchise kind of helped him even though they weren't the greatest movies um they kind of helped him eventually till you know get to the point where eventually he'd get those fast to be a part of the fast and furious movies um and i think it started with the gi joe movies i didn't see this movie but i heard it wasn't bad it was a pretty standard action movie correct all kinds of crazy shit blowing up all kinds of fight scenes and 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 shootouts and stuff like that yeah okay um anything else with the rock you got let's see um i got him in uh 
this movie that I saw with him last year was uh, the movie Rampage. He played a character named Davis Okoya, I think. I can't even pr- couldn't pronounce his last name, but his name is Davis. He um, he befriended a uh, a gorilla that he saved from the poachers who killed the, the gorilla's mother, and they were about to kill the baby gorilla that was like all cut. Co- he, that gorilla was like colored in white, so he saved the gorilla from the poachers, and and he explained that he killed the poachers to save the gorilla, and befriended him, and took him to America, and put him in a, a habitat where he can take care of him. How how was that movie? I thought I felt like that movie was really good. Yeah, and uh, this movie was like the gorilla was like you know very friendly. He was and he taught him like some very funny. Uh, you know, humor, six sense of humor that he just to fool around with them. And like he taught, they had good chemistry together. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so basically this was about him just kind of like looking after this gorilla and like eventually forming a bond and a friendship. It, it was also an action movie as well. Okay. All and, right. And the gorilla, you know, became very large at, because there was like this scientific uh, thing that happened that kind of like popped out of space and, you know, and it just landed on it. And they had this, like, I think it was a special kind of drug that just, like, made the gorilla so, you know, animals infected and made them larger, dangerous, and bigger. Uh-huh. And, of course, and it made the the gorilla, you know, name, which, you know, he called him George, you know, larger, like King Kong. Yep. And there were other animals, too, like um, an, a crocodile and um, and a wolf that was so big. I mean, it was... It was the main story is about him and the gorilla. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else you got with the Rock? So far, I got pretty much uh, everything. That's a, that's everything you've seen with the Rock. Okay. Yeah. Out of let, let's let's close this up and put a bow on this uh, this this special episode here. Um, out of all the movies that you've seen involving the Rock, which one was your favorite one? I would say Walking Tall. Yeah. I had a feeling you were going to say that. Out of all the movies you mentioned there, um, that's probably one of my favorites as well. Um, the story was pretty good, realistic, funny. There's some good action. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm right on board with you when it comes to that. Um, I'd love for you to come back for a part two. You think you think that's possible? It's possible, but I'm, if it's possible, then... I'm all aboard. All right, cool, cool. We'll make it happen. Uh, like I said, we'll get different wrestlers, different movies. I know we might not have covered everything. I'm sure some of you out there listening are probably going to be like, oh, you missed this, or so-and-so was in that. Um, you know, If you have any suggestions, by all means, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash kicking out of two. Hit the like button if you haven't already. If you have, hit the like button. Tell a friend. Same goes for Twitter. Our handle is at kicking out two, K-I-C-K-N-O-U-T, and the number two. You can find archives of this show show each and every week on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network over at Podbean. Search Retromania and you'll find each and every episode of Kicking Out or Two as well as all the other great shows a part of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast lineup. You can find archived links to this show also on our social medias, both Facebook and Twitter as well as over at SoundCloud.com. Tune in next week 
as we're going to have a very special show. It's going to be a special watch party. That's right. As uh, we're going to watch Vengeance 2004, WWE Vengeance 2004, as it emanated from our hometown of Hartford, Connecticut, and the Hartford Civic Center. The last time WWE held a pay-per-view in Hartford was in 2004 with that Vengeance event. And we're going to be slowly approaching the Money in the Bank pay-per-view to take place on the 19th of this month in May, uh, which we'll be going to um, May 19th, uh, Hartford, Connecticut, Money in the Bank. Money, 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 money. Yeah, that was my uh, my my silly attempt at trying to imitate that theme song. <laughs> I don't own the rights to that music, just just so you know. Um, anyhow, uh, yeah. So next week we're gonna have a special watch party covering Vengeance 2004. So have your WWE networks ready to go. Um, that card is highlighted by Edge and Randy Orton for the Intercontinental Championship. We also saw Batista and Chris Jericho, Kane versus Matt Hardy in a no disqualification match. Um, this show also had uh oh yeah this, this one which uh you know i i'm sure this might ruffle some feathers that so we're going to be covering this and watching this but um chris benoit defending the world heavyweight championship against triple h in 2004 so um you know I'm, I'm ready for all the criticism for all the people out there that want to uh you know uh Give me a hard time that I'm covering Chris Benoit, but I'm not the WWE and I'm not the WWE Network, so um, you know uh, I'm, I'm gonna you know cover wrestling history as I see it, but do it in the in the in the, the most proper manner, um, despite Chris Benoit and the events that led to the end of his life. So um, you know I'm ready for the criticism, so bring it on. But be on the lookout next week for that special watch party, Vengeance 2004. All right, Daryl. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so very much for helping me with this list. Well, it's my pleasure, Dave, and I'm really surprised at all the movies that I presented you with all the past or current WWE superstars that you have never seen before. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen a number of those movies, and you definitely brought it. I will say, you you, you brought you brought it when it came to all the movies. Um, you had a, a very detailed list and uh, did an did an awesome job. So, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you coming, and you'll definitely be a part of, of part two um, in the very near future. So, with that being said, it's time to put the show down for the three count. The credits have rolled. There is no more movies to be had. We will see you all next week.